This podcast may be explicit in nature and may not be suitable for listeners under the age of 15. Now that that's out of the way, if you're ready to learn some cool shit and have a laugh or two along the way, let's get it. Culture Marauders podcast, where we maraud on all cultures and deliver the goods back to you, the masses, and hopes to enlighten and entertain. It is National Public Health Week, which is the first week of April. Uh, National Public Health Week is seen, and well, it, obviously uh, nationally. And what we're looking at is highlighting different actions in public health, different ports of history, also highlighting uh, health professionals. Um, public health has definitely been all over the news uh, the last couple of years through this pandemic. And so, you know, nurses, as well as those working in those health departments and the state governments and hospital organizations, and also the community organizations. So, uh, you know, highlighting what they're doing in the community and celebrating all of our different uh, public health uh, related improvements that we've made and also some, you know, some things that people are not too happy about with mass mandates. Uh, so I have today here with me, uh, Dr. Christy McClamrock, the founder of the Public Health Connected. So welcome, Christy. How are you? I'm great. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. And excited that it's National Public Health Week. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I also got a nice shirt. So I'm representing uh, Christie's uh, organization, the Public Health Connected. Uh, it's a really cool uh, shirt that she has. And I'll, I'll let her explain later on. But my shirt says uh, Public Health Connected. And it says, you're welcome. So <laughs> I really, really enjoyed that shirt when I saw it uh, posted on social media and I, I definitely had to get me one. So uh, thank you for putting those together. Yeah, I also am wearing a Public Health Connected shirt. It says, why, yes, it has been a long pandemic because it's been a long pandemic for all of us. Um, but I think people in public health have, have really felt that both on a personal and a professional level. So, yeah. 
Absolutely. So today, I, you know, I definitely wanted to not only talk about, you know, public health in general, but I also wanted to, you know, have Christy explain what she's doing at the Public Health Connected. But before we get started, I had a little icebreaker I wanted to do. I actually had a, a great opportunity to meet with Christy last week and do an interview on her on her show uh, and be able to answer some questions for her. So it's definitely different being on the other side on the, the questions. So now I get to uh, uh, put her on the hot seat and give her a, a question. So my first question for Christy, this is just our icebreaker, is um, what animal best represents you as a public health professional and why? Yeah, so so uh, I I ended up interviewing about 50 public health professionals in the last yes. couple of weeks and, and uh, asked them 15 different questions. And this was the first one. Um, and it was, it was really actually a cool experience because everybody gave me a different animal. I mean, there's like very few repeats, um, and you know, like things like you said, tiger, which I thought was such a cool answer. You know, people talked about dolphins and ants and, and rhinoceroses and, you know, cats and dogs and all these different things. So for my, you know, when the tables are turned and now I have to think about what animal best represents me as a public health professional. I was like, I can't say something that somebody's already said. I got to come up with something original. So I thought about it and I am actually going to go with the answer, the rat. The, the rat, rat represents me as a public health professional. So in my family, we actually have two rats. We have um, Frog and Kermit are our two rats. And so I spend a lot of time, I spend a lot of time with them. Um, hanging out with them. They're very sweet little, they're little sweet little guys. Um, and so I was, I was thinking about it and rats are, first of all, I think rats have kind of a, they get kind of a bad rap, right? Like, oh, rats, uh, which public health professionals also sometimes get, you know, not, not the, uh, the, the attention or the sort of kudos that I think we deserve. So that's one way in which I can relate to rats, but also Rats are very social. Um, they do really well in community. And I am certainly with Public Health Connected. I am all about the public health community. Um, rats also. So if, if one rat gets sick, the other rats will come and take care of, of, the, of, the, of the sick or hurt rat. And that certainly I can relate to in, in terms of, of health and valuing, you know, valuing health both on an individual and a population level. But, but, the, but the biggest reason is that rats are actually incredibly creative. Um, we have given our rats lots of different household items for them to play with. And they always come up with these big projects. They'll create these, these nests, these like ramps, these different things, um, uh, which I, you know, like a, like a, toilet paper roll or an egg carton or something like that. And they always, they always are creating and, and trying to find, you know, sort of interesting solutions and they surprise me all the time. So that's why I'm going to say that the rat best represents me as a public health professional, creative, social, and, and wanting to help others. Awesome. Well, I learned a thing or two about rats. So I did not know that at all. So thank you for enlightening us. That's the whole point of the Marauders. Uh, so the rat is a good, that's a good um, way to tie your, you know, personality and your traits to it. So definitely thank you for entertaining yeah. us with the rats. They're very sweet. They really make yeah, the best I'm a with that. 
and explain that. That's a good one. That's a good next t-shirt. I, I actually, you know, I have, we have a couple t-shirts that say, um, uh, all I need is my dog in public health or all I need is my cat in public health. So I now I need to make one that says, all I need are my rats in public health. Yeah. <laughs> just not rat, rat lovers out there. Because I know rat. you're out there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just no rats in the kitchen, though, because I was a food inspector for a little while and that would have been a big fail. So... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's a whole different thing. <laughs> I'll, I'll say I, I say a domestic domesticated rat best represents me. <laughs> the house rat. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> so I definitely wanted to know a little bit more about you and how you got your start in, in public health. Yeah. So um I I feel like I can date my my start of, of in my interest in public health back to when I was really little. Um, and my, my dad, uh, he's a, an aerospace engineering professor and really loved math. And so from the time I was, I was very young, my dad would play math games with me. Um, and it was, it was a great way for he and I to connect, to bond, um, and it, and it, you know, I felt, I felt really excited to be able to, to, you know, answer his math questions or his math puzzles or riddles or whatever. So <clears throat> that, that sort of love of math got me, um, through, you know, my, my, early years. And then when I, uh, went to college, I actually majored in math at the University of Michigan. And while I was, uh, I was a senior in college and um, I was doing a project with my senior advisor and he was working with someone in the epidemiology department in the School of Public Health at U of M. And um, it was a project about mathematically, mathematical modeling of HIV transmission. And that was sort of the math, you know, I sort of veered in the direction of mathematical modeling in, in the math department. And that was the first time that I had this, had this exposure to epidemiology and public health. And I just, I thought, I found it to be really fascinating. And I loved that it was a way that I could use my love of math and my math skills to, to really impact people's lives. Um, so from there, I ended up going to graduate school in the epidemiology department of the School of Public Health uh, at U of M. And, um, you know, the rest is public health history. But I, I I really think I, you know, I can see it dating all the way back to my dad playing those math games with me that got me where I am. So thanks, Dad. Oh, that's great. That's really good that you knew at a, you know, at an early age about, you know, what you were interested in. I, you know, I'm still trying to veer, I think our children, what is it that you like? What is it that you want to do other right. than sports? Um, but it's definitely good to have that. And I think that's, you know, what you said is like your love started then. And I think that's what, you know, public health week and, and what we need to keep in mind is that we have a love and a passion for what we do and, and the communities that we serve. And that's the, that's the whole point of public health is, being able to serve others in the community is, you know, our, our our passion, our love, and everything that we do is to help, you know, that community grow. So, absolutely, no, absolutely. 
Awesome. So, you know, wanting to know a little bit more, and I, like I said, I got to know a little bit about you and, and the Public Health Connected last week, but I definitely want our, you know, our viewers and any public health you know, professionals or anybody who's even interested in public health or just wanting to know a little bit more is what is Public Health Connected and what inspired you to start? So I started Public Health Connected during the pandemic. Um, just before just before our county went into shelter in place. And we were actually, I live in one of the six, the first six counties in the whole country to go into shelter in place, Sermon, California. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been working on writing a book with an epidemiology friend and colleague of mine, um, which meant that I wasn't going into a workplace every day. I was working from home. It was she and I in our writing zone, which was really cool. Um, But when COVID hit, I I didn't have a community of public health people to be able to sort of process and say, you know, what the heck is happening? <laughs> Everything is haywire. I don't know, you know, what's going on? Um, and so because of that, the, the day after we went into shelter in place, I started a Facebook group. I had never, I'd never done Facebook groups before, um, but I just had this, I just had this idea. I thought, you know what, because I feel kind of isolated and overwhelmed and there's all this, there's all this science coming out, but there's also all this misinformation and trying to sort through that alone with my public health hat on was just like a lot. So yeah, I started this Facebook group. I invited 50 of my public health Facebook friends. And I said, you know, hey, let's like process and talk and support each other. And by the way, if you want to invite another public health person, you know, go for it. And um, in a day and a half, we had a thousand, a thousand people in the Facebook group. Wow. A need that you found. It was so, yeah. And, and I think it was fascinating to see, you know, people were talking about the science. They were talking about the misinformation. They were talking about the politics. They were talking about, um, you know, just the, just the logistics, but they were also talking about, you know, the challenges in their personal lives, you know, not just in their professional lives, like, oh my gosh, you know, what's going to happen with my kid's school or what, you know, what's going to happen? Um, like, what do I do about grocery shopping? Like, what are you guys doing? And so it really had, I guess it, I guess it just seemed like there was a lot of power and that was really the moment. And it didn't just stop at a thousand. I mean, let me tell you, like in a week and a half, it was at 2000. It just kept growing. I mean, it was really quite the phenomenon. I, I was shocked. I had, I had no idea that was going to happen. Um, but I think that was the moment where I, I don't know if I realized or if I was just reminded the, about the power of community. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, you know, as public health professionals, we spend so much time thinking about other communities, right? Thinking about the communities that we serve, the communities that we want to help, the communities that are underserved and vulnerable. Um, But we also have our own community. We are a community. And especially during the pandemic, like things have been really hard and, and we need our own place. So that was really the first thing that, um, 
that was like the first piece of public health connected. So from public health rock stars, that was the name of the Facebook group. And it's actually still, it's still up if, if anyone is, you know, oh, if, you're wow. in, if you're in public health, um, I'd love to see you there. Um, uh, but that was, that was what then gave me the idea of starting a nonprofit organization that was focused on um, building and strengthening the community of public health professionals to help us kind of get through, get through the challenges of doing what we do. So um, yeah, that, that's really where it all came from. Yeah. And I, I love that, you know, like I said, you just started what not even two years ago and you had yeah. such huge following um, because that was a, a need. And I think, you know, as a, as a public health professional myself, there's, there isn't a place for us to vent and talk. And we don't realize that, you know, we have been under pressure the past two years. I mean, everybody in in the healthcare, you know, field and, and even in, in our, you know, community services and, and, and other organizations. But as public health professionals, we're in the brunt of sometimes the work and then some of the politics. And it's really hard to to navigate and, and find our way. Um, so it is definitely great to have a, an organization and a group that we can feel supported and feel welcomed. Um, I, I just saw a couple of, of things that were posted, you know, through APHA and NACHO, mm -hmm. which are, you know, the local and, and, and state and health health department organizations um, that, that support public health efforts and, you know, kind of pushing towards, you know, I guess there's some bullying in, in around, you know, public health professionals and they're feeling, you know, feeling threatened in their mm -hmm. own line of work because not only were we the ones that supported the mask mandates and the vaccinations, yeah. um, but that was, in, in, you know, in parts of protecting our community and doing what we know is best based on the the, the practices and, and the, you know, the epidemiology that we learn. Um, and yes, we, we are scientists and, you know, and health professionals and we, we all have our own opinions. And I think that's, I think that's great because we, we're not everybody that was in public health agreed with, you know, the mask mandates and, and the vaccinations. Yeah, it was a great conversation, um, but it did create a lot of stress and a lot of pressure and on public health professionals. And I, you know, I, I hope public health professionals out there, you know, I hope we lead them to you um, to find their, their, their tribe and their group to be able to console with and, and, and talk to, uh, especially during this time when they're, when they're facing a little bit more pressure and threats um, in the, in the field, in the public health field. Yeah. And if I could just, just say one more thing, which is that, you know, we have a lot of great public health organizations. You mentioned, you know, APHA and, and NHO. And I mean, there, there are a lot of them. Um, I think that the, the space that Public Health Connected is able to fill that maybe these other organizations don't fill mm -hmm. is, um, you know, they're very focused on like professional development, which is important, professional networking, um, uh, building your, you know, professional skills. I think that Public Health Connected, you know, acknowledges that we can't separate our professional selves from our personal selves, right? I mean, Public Health Connected is not a job where at the end of the day, you take off your hat and you put it down and then you pick it up the next morning, right? You know, when we go home, you know, we're, we've been talking all day about, let's say, vaccinations or masking or social distancing, um, or, or even, you know, even if that's not the area that we're working in, right? It's been such the topic of conversation. And then when we go home, we're still talking about those things, right? We're still figuring out what our kids are going to do, 
uh, what our, you know, how we're going to get our, how we're going to get our groceries, all that stuff. So I think that, um, I think that it's really important to have a space to allow that sort of overlap to be acknowledged and be honored. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I definitely agree. And, you know, I, I saw something, you know, come out actually through NATO and they were, you know, looking for speakers um, because, the, you know, the whole workforce development plan, which is, the, is a priority in, in local and state health departments, um, but definitely can learn a thing or two about, you know, that resiliency and really working with their public health professionals to understand what they're going through from a personal yeah. end and not just from the professional standpoint, because we all working in the field, we all kind of know uh, yeah. what we deal with on a day to day. But like you said, you're, you're right. And, and I'm glad your organization is addressing and, you know, just being, you know, in, in an opportune time to be able to work with professionals and, and just hear, you know, blatantly out how they're feeling and what's going on in, in their personal life too, not just with um, professional development. I think we're kind of a little bit at that burnout point. So it's nice to be able to uh, be able to digress with other people that are feeling the exact same way and, and heal together, right? Well, and the reality is that, you know, the, the COVID pandemic has sort of brought this all up to the surface. We're more aware, but, you know, it's hard to be in public health all the time. It's not just hard to be a public health professional during COVID. So I think that even once we get to a point where perhaps things are, you know, more stable or, you know, there's still, I think I, personally, I think that there's still a need for this because this is a, this is not a easy profession. Yeah. But it is like the most rewarding one I can think of. So. <laughs> Yes, it is. And there's no other field I'd rather be in. So yeah, definitely too. agree. What, what is, um, you know, you, know, you talked a little about your, your mission and how you're, you're different from some of the other public health organizations and you're really there for that professional outside of the, you know, work as well. So what is uh, something else that you want other people, what you want people to know about your, your business and your mission? Yeah, I, I think, you know, our mission really is about strengthening the community of public health professionals um, so that we can navigate the personal and professional challenges of working in public health. And I, I say we because I am one as well. So, um, you know, I really think that that doing that, I think it I think it enables people to have fulfilling lives while making a positive impact on the health of communities. And those things are both important. It's not just like, oh, we want to take care of you so you guys can do a better job. No, we want to, we want to take care of each other because we want to do well in our jobs, but we also, yeah, we want to be fulfilled. We want to be happy we, because those things, are, those things are both important. So I guess I want people to know that everything we create is created with public health professionals in mind. I mean, that's really that's really what we're all about, whether it's, you know, our, our T-shirt designs, uh, <laughs> social media posts, the programs that we've developed. You know, it's it's really all about the public health professional. And and I know there's been, um, you know, there's been some really nice focus on like frontline workers, um, healthcare workers, essential workers. And I think that is like so important as well. I just want public health workers to, to, to also get the, the sort of attention and care that they need to. So, so we are here for you. We are here for you, public health professionals. Great. 
So what, you know, and I spoke to you a little bit last week um, and you mentioned some resources and, you know, as a business just starting off, you know, what are some resources that you need to grow and how can we support you as, you know, businesses or, you know, professionals? How, how do you, how can we help? Yeah, I, I feel like for us, um, you know, the biggest push right now is to increase, increase engagement with public health professionals, um, you know, to really get on people's radar. Um, because I, I do think that there are so many different things that we can do to, uh, to, to help professionals, you know, navigate these challenges. Mm-hmm. I have a million ideas in my head. Um, uh, but, you know, the first step is to really spread the word so that people know that we're here to do just that. So, you know, I think, I think if you are a public health professional, you know, connect with us, public health connected, connect with us. Um, if you know a public health professional, let them know that we're here for them. I, I think that's probably, I think that would be, you know, kind of the biggest ask at this point is help us build our, you know, there, there is a community, but we all need to sort of gather together mm-hmm. to, be able to really um, help each other. So, yeah. Yeah, great. So what, what is, um, you know, the next level? I know you said you have some things in the works that you're, um, you know, yeah. have some ideas of what you plan to do. So what are some future goals in your next level? Yeah, so um, uh, we do have our, uh, our, our merch line. Um, so we sell t-shirts and mugs. We've got, uh, I think, 100 different items on our, in our shop right now. Um, and that's, that is probably our main source of income, uh, source of revenue um, at the moment. So we're selling these shirts and they're all about, you know, like you said, public health professional, you know, you're welcome. And, 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 you know, acknowledging, acknowledging public health professionals and then letting public health professionals sort of like take a moment for themselves. Um, and, and actually we just, uh, started a, um, I guess it's like a program where we can, we can do, uh, merch items in bulk. So like if, if a school of public health says, you know what, for our graduating class, we want to give everybody a mug or give everybody a t-shirt, we can, we can, um, do that and, and even, you know, add, organization's logos onto the t-shirt. So it, it sort of uh, represents Public Health Connected and the organization that that wants to that wants to acknowledge their public health workers. So that's so that's something that we have going on. Um, we also have a program called Public Health Recharge. Hmm. Public Health Recharge. Uh, you know, I like to say that um, Public Health Recharge is like the oxygen mask for public health professionals. So you're on the plane and the the flight attendant says, you know, if the mask comes down from overhead, you know, put your mask on first before you assist anyone else. And so um, that's really what public health recharge is about is, okay. is sort of creating an even more specific space for people to to be able to connect and 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 talk about what's going on um, so that we can, you know, so that we can put our own masks on and then be ready to help 
both the communities that we serve, but also the people in our lives, right? Our family members, our friends. Our... So Public Health Recharge um, is, I'm really excited about that program. Um, and we have enrollment uh, opening again uh, on April 14th. So if that's something you are interested in, you can get some more information about that on our website. Um, and then, you know, we just finished the interviews for the Public Health Groove video series. Which these I love that fun uh, questions and we're gonna you know make that into a video series and 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 put that out for people to watch as well so I think um, you know there's there's stuff we're we're gaining momentum I think for a long time it felt like you know it was it was just like creating all the stuff the foundation right it's mm -hmm. like how do we start a 501c3 yeah <laughs> you know how do we that? <laughs> all the basic stuff now I feel like we're just really starting to get some momentum going, which is a very exciting place to be. Honestly. Yes, definitely. So we definitely want to jump on and, and get out and support Public Health Connected and, and join the organization and as well as, you know, follow and, and support as we, the ways we can. The shirts are awesome. I see the different ones that come out every week. So um, I'll definitely be purchasing a couple more. And you know what, colleges, there's a graduation right around the corner. I just got some emails from my alumni. Uh, so let's purchase some T-shirts uh, for those graduating public health professionals and send them on their way. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so I just wanted to, uh, you know, be able to provide people opportunity of where they can uh, find you and, you know, what's the best way to get connected in Public Health Connected. I know. Um, so uh, the, the, best, the best place to start is on our website. So it's www.publichealthconnected.org. Um, and there's a place there to sign up for our newsletter, our, our email updates. Um, that's actually the best way to stay connected because then you get information as it's uh, about things that, as they come out. Um, we also do have uh, a presence on LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Um, and so I think the, the handles are there and, and we would love to would love to connect with you on social media as well. Yeah. Yeah, great. So I definitely got the, you know, Instagram at Public Health Connected, all one word, um, and the Facebook at Public Health Connected as well, all one word, and Twitter, and also like you mentioned on LinkedIn. So definitely check out Public Health Connected um, and get connected with other public health professionals and also recharge and grab that life safety mask first and mm -hmm. take care of yourselves first. I think as public health professionals, we're always doing so much for the community and you really are our heroes and have been for the past couple years. And actually, I mean, forever, if you actually look back in history, public health professionals, we are have been here always. I think it's just been coming up to uh, the community is in really understanding what we do and how we do things. Um, but definitely, you know, recharge with Public Health Connected and get connected with other professionals who are experiencing the same burnouts as you and also have the same love and passion for public health and driving um, improvements for our community. So thank you, Chris, uh, Dr. McClamrock. I appreciate you. Uh, and I appreciate you letting us know about the Public Health Connected and, and ways we can and get involved and support your organization. And so with one culture, one blood, one love, we are out. Culture Marauders, peace. Thank you.